Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 132. This one's going to be coming at you a day or two late. Um, not totally expected. Friend of mine, former bandmate, Corey, uh, former member of Grove. He moved to Colorado um, a while back, and uh, he was back in town for the weekend. So, ended up hanging out with him. Normally, I would record the podcast on a Saturday night and bounce it on Sunday and post it on Sunday and all that. Uh, But yeah, my Saturday was uh, spent just hanging out with friends. So, decided I'd push it back a little bit. So, hope you don't mind. Um, Yeah. Let's just jump right into this thing. Um, This is a really good mix of stuff, and there's some things... uh, There's a lot more French bands on this episode. That wasn't really intentional. It's just how it worked out. Um, But there's a lot of kind of newly released uh, stuff on this one. So we're going to go to Sweden here for this first one. This is a pretty straightforward, kind of pure black metal band that's been going since 96. That is Offermod. And this is basically a one-man band i mean there's been other members there's live members and things like that but at the heart of it it is just kind of centered around just this one guy and um they put out five records i believe up to this point and a few eps they just released a new ep called offermodian litanies and that came out on uh, november 25th through regain records and this consists of a couple of new tunes and a couple of re-recorded older tunes and uh, the one I'm gonna play is actually one of the re-recorded older tunes Um, not from a full length but from a previous EP from you know uh, I forget how many years ago but uh, the one on the original EP really didn't sound bad either like it didn't sound terrible to where they they needed to re-record it I guess they just kinda chose to because they liked the song but um, it is a great song this one definitely jumped out to me as the best one on the EP and um, I didn't actually know upon first listen of this EP that uh, two of those songs were just re-recorded older ones, but uh, it turned out to be the case here. But it's a great song, and the newer tunes on there uh, are really good as well. So it's short and sweet, and it's just some pretty uh, good straightforward black metal here. So here we go. Let's start it off off of the new EP, Offermodian Litanies. This is Offermod with Chaos Reverberation.
All right, that was Alfermod from Sweden with Chaos Reverberation. Um, yeah, all their material is pretty cool. There's been some gaps in between because the guy, the one and only like original member that's still there, um, it's pretty much his band. He's been in and out of prison over the years for... He sounds like a pretty shitty dude overall. <laughs> it's just been a lot of like assault and robbery and stuff like that that he's been going to prison for. And, um, yeah, it's kind of messed up. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the reason for some of the gaps in their discography. It's just because just waiting for him to get out of jail pretty much. Um, Alright, we're going to France for the first time this episode. Out of Brittany. This is a four-piece that uh, initially existed under the name Demonic Oath from 2012 to 2020 uh, before changing their name in 2020 to Sepulchre. And they released a demo in 2020 that I really liked. Um, I can't remember where I first heard it through. I know they're signed to Invictus Productions. Maybe it was something that Invictus had shared uh, on a Facebook page or something like that. Uh, but I remember hearing the demo back in 2020 and really liking it. It's just some real uh, primitive and nasty sounding old school death metal. Um, you know, I've talked about it, how that that particular subgenre is getting a, a bit crowded now. Um, but even, the, even with the stuff that doesn't really stand out as far as being really memorable, catchy type stuff, it doesn't really matter to me because it's more of a mood a mood thing with that genre for me so I can listen to any number of bands that play that style and not remember a damn thing about the songs I just listened to but still enjoying it <laughs> the whole time so this band kind of falls into that category a bit um, but they just execute it really well they just released a new EP called Cursed Ways of Sheol that came out on uh, November 25th through Invictus Productions as I said so yeah, this is kind of their first uh, release that outside of that uh, that demo from 2020. But like I said, they already existed for eight years prior to changing their name. So it's not like they're a, a new band trying to find their way. They already have played together for a long time. Uh, so I'm going to play the title track off of that one. Um, this one stood out to me as just having a little bit of everything uh, in terms of their riffing and kind of different uh, drum beats and tempo changes and things like that. Um, just kind of one of the more interesting tunes from the EP. So here we go off of their new EP. This is Sepulchra with Cursed Ways of Sheol.
All right, there we go. That was Sepulchre from France with Cursed Ways of Sheol. Um, that's a really good EP, short and sweet, and um, I think the production's really good for that style as well. Um, you can kind of decipher everything better than some of the other bands that are doing that same uh, that same subgenre. Uh, all right, we're going back to Sweden here. This band existed from '89 to '99, and then kind of briefly resurrected in 2003 to release an album, and they've just kind of been um, on hold ever since. It's a favorite of mine and Justin's from Grove, and that is Edge of Sanity. Of course, Dan Swano is a genius. You know, he's known for being a great producer and a great songwriter and uh, great vocals, and of course being a member of Bloodbath for a while there, and he's just kind of touched on so many different genres with his own uh, material that he's written in different projects over the years. Uh, Edge of Sanity, of course, was um, kind of firmly in that early Swedish uh, death metal scene and fit right in with some of the other uh, counterparts there if you're entombed and stuff like that but um, I'd say by 93 is when things started getting um, a little different for Edge of Sanity like this the guitar work started getting a little more melodic um, there's just more ambition more ambitious ideas being done um, from album to album uh, Purgatory Afterglow remains my favorite, um, and that one really started to showcase kind of this transformation that they were going through. And then this album came out in 1996 called Crimson, and this one uh, is really when they truly kind of threw the uh, the blueprint out the window and uh, just kind of did their own thing completely. This is a, an album that is definitely unique to them. It just does not sound like anybody else but Edge of Sanity. Um, Crimson's a great record. Like I said, Purgatory Afterglow still kind of edges this one out as my favorite uh, in the discography, but uh, man, what an excellent record here. So, came out in 96 through Blackmark Productions, and it was their fifth album out of eight. Um, I believe it was after this one that Dan left the band, and then they did two albums without him, and then he uh, returned and they released an album in 2003 that I believe he was back for that one. I, I could be wrong. I honestly don't remember much uh, about that last record. But um, but yeah, after that one in 2003, they just kind of stopped uh, working on music after that. So as far as I know, that band has just kind of been put to bed, which is kind of a shame. But also, it's not a huge, huge deal. They've got a really solid discography. It's okay with me if they just kind of stop there. So, here we go. Uh, this album, the songs are just kind of not, they don't really have titles. Like, the album's called Crimson, so every song is just Crimson Part 1, Crimson Part 2, Part 3, and so on. So, uh, so here we go, off of the 1996 album Crimson. This is Edge of Sanity with Crimson Part 1. Another
right, there we go. That was Edge of Sanity with Crimson Part 1, and uh, that album is definitely a, a journey and a great one. Um, yeah, I love that record. Okay, we're going back to France. We've just kind of jumped around Sweden to France, and then back to Sweden, and now back to France. Uh, this is a two-piece that's been going since 2018 called Depressive Witches, and it's labeled as kind of black metal mixed with just more straight-up heavy metal. Um... I can kind of hear that, like the vocals are, are definitely rooted in black metal and uh, the riffing kind of at times will kind of have this rock and roll kind of vibe to it, uh, but for the most part it just seems like it's kind of, uh, I don't know, dark metal? Is that what uh, people call things? <laughs> so, I don't know, it's kind of hard to pin down, uh, but it is cool, there's definitely some cool guitar work going on and I do like this guy's vocals and the lyrics are all very... Uh, fantasy based so there's a lot of you know castles and witches and wizards and all that kind of stuff uh, in the song titles some pretty goofy song titles honestly but um but I came across this album on Spotify never heard of them never heard the album before and uh, found myself really enjoying it because it's one of those records that felt very familiar but still felt like they were kind of doing something that wasn't the norm either so it's kind of hard to explain um, but yeah, I mean, they've got your your quintessential, you know, black metal logo and, you know, artwork that kind of would fit right in with uh, with the black metal crowd, but it's just not quite just normal black metal. Uh, but it's interesting. So uh, I'm going to play something off of their new album that just came out called Distant Kingdoms, came out on uh, November 25th through Wormhole Death Records, which is a pretty cool label name, never heard of them before. Uh, but this is their second album. I can't remember when the debut came out, um, but I've only checked out a few songs off of uh, the debut, and it's pretty much... I really just wanted to check it out quickly to see how this new one compares to it, and it sounds like it's pretty much on par with one another there. They didn't really change the formula too much. Um, but yeah, this is interesting, and it's a band that not a lot of people, uh, that I know at least, uh, have heard of, so hopefully you're hearing something new here, and hopefully you dig it. So... Off of their second album, Distant Kingdoms, this is Depressive Witches with Wizard Open the Gates.
All right, there we go. That was Depressive Witches from France with Wizard. Open the gates. Um, that's a really cool record, and I need to finish listening to the debut. As I said, I only just kind of checked out a couple of songs to see if it sounded like this new one, and it does. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a nice find for me. Uh, all right, we're going to Bergen, Norway here, and this band has been going since 91, and they just age like a fine wine, and that is uh, Enslaved. They are one of my favorites, and uh, they very rarely have any sort of a misstep in my opinion and um, they announced that they are releasing their new album called Heimdall coming out on March 3rd of next year that'll be their 16th album now which is crazy um, but that'll be coming out through Nuclear Blast and uh, they already released at what at the time seemed like it might be kind of a standalone single which was a song called Kingdom and they released a music video for that and I really enjoyed that. Um, that was definitely more kind of on the progressive side for them. Um, but then they just released a new single um, called Congelia. At least that's how I'm pronouncing it. C-O-N-G-E-L-I-A. Congelia? 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 I don't know. I don't know how they pronounce it, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. But anyways, uh, really interesting song, and I really like it a lot. And this entire opening section might be kind of the most black metal sounding riff they've written maybe since the Mardrum, you know, record, which was from, God, when was that? Uh, 2000, I think that record was. But, um, yeah, they haven't really sounded that black metal in a long time. And it's still far from, like, true black metal or whatever, but, uh, you know, as progressive as they've sounded over uh, the last handful of records, um, it's kind of nice to hear this kind of older enslaved sounding riff uh, going in this opening section but it's a really cool song and there's just a lot to it there's a lot going on in there and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with it so I'm excited for this uh, this new album when it comes out so so yes here we go off of the upcoming album Heimdall this is enslaved with Congelia
Alright, that was Enslaved with Congelia off of their new album Heimdall. Again, that's coming out on March 3rd, and I am excited, very excited. Um, Alright, we're going to Germany here, not France. Uh, this is a two-piece band that's been going since 99. I've heard of them, but I admittedly had not really taken the time to listen to much of their stuff. That band is Odal, and that's O-D-A-L. And um, I'm going to play something off of their most recent one that came out in April of last year, April of 2021. Their fifth album overall called Weltenmutter. And that came out through Eisenwald. And um, it's just it's just good black metal. I really don't have a ton of background on this band um, or a ton of experience listening to this band. So I really can't go on and on with, uh, with much. Uh, all I can tell you is I have heard of them for a while, um, never really checked them out, and then checked out this new one, and uh, actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to dive back uh, into their discography a bit uh, to hear some of the older stuff, but uh, if it sounds anything like this newest one, uh, I am all in. So here we go, off of their fifth album, Weltenmutter, this is Odal with Erden Zeit.
Alright, there we go. That was Odal from Germany with Erdenzeit off of their album Weltenmutter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just really good black metal, and I just found myself really enjoying that the other day on Spotify and said, you know what? You just booked yourself a spot on the next episode. Um, Alright, we're going back to Norway here. Uh, this band's been going since 95, which surprised me to hear uh, that it's been going for that long, because I really hadn't heard of them uh, until recently. Uh, that band is Vulture Lord, and it features uh, a few members of Urgehal. And since Urgehal is still listed as active, and um, again, I just I I know they've played the occasional festival with a uh, you know they've used a couple of different uh, live vocalists, but uh, I think they're actually working on new material, which kind of surprised me. Uh, but yeah, this features the guitar player and drummer from Urgehal, and this is more black metal, like thrashier black metal than than from Urgehal. Uh, so there's more thrash elements in there, but it's still very firmly rooted uh, in black metal. But it's great. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't listen to it uh, sooner. They only have two albums. That's probably why I haven't, is because they just kind of haven't been in the uh, in the public eye that much, you know, in terms of uh, promotion or things like that, because it's been so long between albums. Their debut came out in 2003, and don't forget, I mean, they've been going since 95, so this is very minimal... Uh, output from them but yeah debut album was in 03 and then this uh, second album the newest one came out in July of 2021 so I'm going to play something off of the newest one um, the album is called Desecration Right from 2021 that came out through Odium Records and uh, it's got great cover art love the production and um, it's it's awesome I mean the riffing is great and that's you know not a surprise given uh, who's in the band there but um but yeah, I, I haven't listened to the debut yet, but um, I really like this. And I'm a big fan of Urgehal, so uh, that's really kind of what led me down this path, was uh, just kind of deciding one day to check and see if they're still listed as active or what's going on with them. And then uh, I just happened to see that a couple of the guys played in this other band together. So I checked it out. So very cool stuff. So here we go, off of the newest album, Desecration Rite. This is Vulture Lord with Prepare the Coffin. Yeah. 
That was Vulture Lord from Norway with Prepare the Coffin. Um, that record is awesome. Uh, some really, really good riffing, and I'm not surprised at all. And the drumming, of course, that's the drummer for Urgehal as well, um, and he's as good as always. Uh, all right, we're going back to France out of Nice. This is a three-piece uh, symphonic black metal band that's been going since 2008 called Darkenheld. And I really don't know much about them. This is one that just kind of came up in my uh, Spotify, you know, similar artist type thing. I can't remember who I was listening to. Um, but the cover art, you know, in the little thumbnail there kind of caught my eye. And never heard the band before and um, just gave it a listen. Uh, they got five albums and I have not heard the first four. <laughs> I've only checked out the newest one from 2020. And... Um, I really enjoy it. It it reminds me of somebody, and I cannot place it. Um, it's it's not limbonic art, but it's I don't know. It's not anorexia nervosa either, but it reminds me of somebody that is just uh, it's not coming to mind, and it's been bothering me. It'll come to me eventually, but I still can't think of it even now. But anywho, this album in particular, uh, really, really liked it and uh, definitely wanted to share it with you guys. So French is not my bag, but I think I can handle uh, most of this. I cannot pronounce the uh, the label name. A little too tricky for me. But yeah, this album, fifth album, came out in 2020. It's called Arcane et Sortilege. And that means like mysteries and spells. And, um, and the song is called Bestiaire Fantastique, which means, like, I don't know. I don't even remember. Beast, bestial Fantastic or something like that. It's exactly what it sounds like it would be. But, uh, yeah, I did my best there. That's not, that's not very good, but that's as good as I can do with French. So here we go. Off of the album Arcane et Sortilege, this is Darkenheld with Bestiaire Fantastique.
All right, that was Dark and Held from Nice, France, with Bistiere Fantastique. Um, yeah, excuse my terrible French accent there. Um, yeah, that's a great record, and it just has this real old school kind of '90s vibe um, because it sounds. I, th- I guess it's because you can tell that it's just keyboards. Uh, so many of the symphonic black metal bands of the '90s. As they got into the 2000s and they got more popular, they could afford, you know, full-blown orchestras and stuff, and that's just kind of become the norm now. Uh, so when you hear a band using just straight-up keyboards, it's kind of feels like a throwback, you know. All right, back to Norway here once again. Two-piece, been going since 87. That is Dark Throne. Uh, there's not much that I need to say about Dark Throne. Anybody listening to this show probably knows everything they need to know about Dark Throne at this point, but... Um, But yeah, they released a new album on October 28th, their 20th record, which is crazy, uh, called Astral Fortress, came out uh, through Peaceville, and just absolutely laughable cover art, um, but in the best way possible, because it's, it's stupid and laughable, but it's respectable, because they clearly are just at a point where they just do not care at all, and they just do whatever they feel like doing. So that cover art is uh, Fenris uh, ice skating from behind. So it's just a back view of Fenris on ice skates, skating on a frozen pond somewhere. Um, And it has nothing to do with the title of the record, which was Astral Fortress. Um, But yeah, I mean, all the little videos that, uh, that Fenris would do advertising the album... He just says that it's basically supposed to be an, an ode to old metal, and that's it. Um, there's They have no real allegiance to any genre anymore other than just metal. Just, just the overall, just metal. Anything that you can think of. So, this album is weird. Um, the songs are kind of hit and miss. It definitely is a grower. It's one that you takes three, four listens before you're like, alright, I guess I can, I can kind of see what they're going for here. Uh, but overall, like the last album didn't do a lot for me because I felt like the songs uh, just kind of floundered around for a while and didn't really go anywhere for most of them. Um, but this one is kind of guilty of that as well, but it benefits from having a few shorter songs on there uh, that kind of stay a little more focused, I guess. But uh, there are some long ones on here that kind of go all over the place. I'm going to play the one that they made a music video for, which was basically just camcorder footage of them out in the woods. Or not even them, you don't see them, it's just like footage of the woods. (laughs) So, uh, interesting video, but the song itself is good. I think the structure is a little little disjointed at times. It seems like there's once you kind of get into a groove, it kind of stops and goes back to a part from earlier in the song. But it's like the transition from one part to the next is just very... Uh, abrupt sometimes but overall I think this is a nice um, kind of ode to Bathory basically and uh, it's a good tune I think this is one that uh, that Ted wrote and yeah good tune and as I said if you wrote this album off after one listen I think uh, you should give it a few more spins and you might uh, appreciate some of these tunes a little better at least so here we go off of the new record Astral Fortress this is Dark Throne with Caravan of Broken Ghosts
All right, there we have it. That is Dark Throne with Caravan of Broken Ghosts off of the new record Astral Fortress. Um, that's the one that actually opens the album as well, and I think that's a really good album opener, and it's one of the better songs on the entire record. Uh, all right, we're jumping to Denmark here. This is a three-piece, pretty new band. They've been going since 2021. Um, they've done a couple of demos and an EP in 2021, so they were pretty busy there. Uh, and just released their debut full-length. That band is called Archaean. And they released this debut album called Parasite, which of course means Parasite, through iVoidHanger Records. And um, this one is kind of like that uh, Odell, you know, the one I played earlier from Germany, uh, in the sense that there's not really a lot of really uh, crazy, you know, out-of-nowhere curveballs that they throw you. It's pretty straightforward black metal, but it's just done really well. Um, so yeah, this is a band that uh, I'm curious to see like how they would sound live as a three-piece, because I think it, the material itself, I think, calls for two guitars, in, in my opinion, to make it sound particularly full and uh, capture the same sound that you'd hear on the record here. So I'm curious to see how they pull it off as a three-piece. Um, but it's good stuff. It's not, I, I'm not going to lie, it's probably not something that I'm going to go back to that often, but I checked it out and I didn't uh, regret it. <laughs> so, what the hell, let's uh, let's spread the word on this uh, this pretty new band here. So, off of the debut album that just came out in November called Parasite, this is Arcan with Smertens Ville, which means um, uh, the will of pain or something like that.
right, there we go. That was Arcane from Denmark with Smertensvilje. Um, yeah, that's a cool record. I don't even know where I first heard of them. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But like I said, I don't know if I'll be, you know, re- returning to it too terribly often. But uh, I don't know if it had that kind of staying power. But it was good, and they're uh, a pretty new band, so they can only go up from there, right? So. All right, we're going to Hungary. This is a two-piece. Um, if I remember correctly, it's a man and a woman, and the woman is the keyboard player, and the guy kind of does everything else. Um, been going since 2010. That band is called Witcher. And they've only released uh, two records in that span, and um, they just released one in this past October, um, which is the one that I'm the most familiar with. Um I think it's pronounced Lele Karong, something like that. Um, hung- Hungarian is a whole animal all its own, but um, basically it translates to like soul bell. And um, they play a really super keyboard filled, kind of super melodic, um, borderline ambient, like black metal very atmospheric but very symphonic and full of keyboards and stuff like that so that's not everybody's bag I realize that and it's not even mine really if uh, for you know uh, continuous listening I, I don't really listen to bands like this all the time but every once in a while um, uh, if the mood strikes I'll listen to a band like this and, and enjoy it quite a bit I mean I love summoning and summonings uh, kind of along the same lines you know with uh, just full of keyboards and things like that um, but yeah, they do a really good job. The keyboard playing is really well done. Uh, the vocals are cool, and yeah, it's just an interesting band that I know I have not played before on the show, and I said, you know what? What the hell? Let's throw it on there. So, off of their second album, Lelek Harong, this is Witcher with Hamvak, which means uh, ashes, I believe. <laughs>
Alright, as that fades down, that was Witcher from Hungary with Hamvak off of their second album. So yeah, I mean, you, you hear what I mean there. There's definitely some summoning vibes and um, it's got some great atmosphere and they just do it really well. I've heard some really shitty attempts at that type of, <laughs> of sound before and, uh, and that was not one of them. They do a good job of it. Um, all right, we're going back to Germany here. This band's been going since 04. They've had a few lengthy gaps in between albums here and there, but uh, I think they just put one out in 2020, and now they're coming out with a new one in January of 2023, and that band is Imperium Decadens. And they're great, and I, I had uh, a couple of friends of mine kind of turn me on to them uh, back in maybe like, 2010 or so and then I was uh, fortunate enough to see them live at uh, Inferno Festival in Oslo in 2011 they played uh, on the second stage downstairs and they put on a great show um, I mean I was already a fan at that point and I thought they were excellent live and um, they've just been putting out strong album after strong album and uh, I've yet to be disappointed and they've released a new single off of this new album. The album's going to be called uh, Into Sorrow Evermore. And that's coming out January 20th through Napalm Records. It'll be their seventh album overall. But they've released one single that kind of took me by surprise. They're a band that I haven't really checked up on in a while. And I just so happened to look on Spotify on my little release, new releases um, playlist or whatever that gets updated every week. And that was just kind of stuck in there, this nice new single from Imperium Decadence. So, um, yeah, that was a nice surprise, and I checked it out, and it's great. Of course it's great. They, they, don't, they don't ever disappoint me, so uh, very much looking forward to this, uh, this new record here. So here we go off of the upcoming album, Into Sorrow Evermore. This is Imperium Decadence with Memories, A Raging River.
All right. There we go from Germany. That was Imperium Decadence with Memories, A Raging River. Another excellent song and uh, really, really looking forward to this new album. Again, that's coming out on January 20th through Napalm Records. Uh, all right, we're going to Belgium here, a nice five-piece black metal band. They're listed as kind of a blackened death metal band, but I don't hear a ton of death metal in their sound. It just sounds like filthy black metal to me. Been going since 2012. That band is Possession, and um, they've only released one full length up to this point. They've done a few little like splits and things, uh, so they're still staying active with you know a couple of songs here, a couple of songs there. But uh, they've only done one full length, and even then, that's a bit of a stretch because I feel like it was uh, too short to really be called a full length. Um, it was like 30 minutes on the nose, pretty much 29 minutes and change, something like that. And uh, the album was called Exorcizine, and I first heard it, oh, I don't know, a handful of years ago, obviously. It came out in 2017. It was probably new at the time, honestly, when I heard it. It was on Radio Fenris, and uh, he was he was highly praising the album. And I loved it. I think it ended up on my end-of-the-year uh, best-of list, and because um, I just kept coming back to it. And it was such an easy listen because uh, it's so short so I could just put that record on in the car driving to work and get through the whole album by the time I got to the office so it was nice I kept going back to it and um, it's, it still stands up it's a great record and I hope that they uh, they put out another full length sometime soon because just getting a song here or a song there on a split is uh, is not enough frankly so um, I've played something off of this record once before but it's been a few years, I'd say, since I played them uh, on the show. So I figured I would revisit. I listened to this record again about a week ago and just kind of remembered how much I like it and decided I wanted to play another tune off of it for you guys. So here we go off of the 2017 album Exorcizine. This is Possession with Preacher's Death.
Alright, that was Possession from Belgium with Preacher's Death off of their album Exorcizine. Uh, yeah, I love that record. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, or maybe you didn't hear like the first time I played something off of it uh, years ago, it's worth your time, because like I said, it's kind of short and sweet, and every song is uh, strong, there's no filler, and it's just good stuff like you just heard. <laughs> so... Alright, it is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for listening. As always, thanks for uh, telling other people about the podcast. If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. Uh, And also the entire catalog of episodes is uh, on Spotify as well, so please find it and follow it there. Uh, Any sort of feedback, requests, or questions, or anything you want to share with me, uh, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page, because any sort of updates, uh, news, or, you know, poll questions for you guys, the listeners, uh, anything that I need to get out to you guys, uh, I'm going to put out through the Facebook page. So find it and like the Facebook page. Um, Yeah, I... Sorry for being a a day or two late with this one. Hopefully you'll forgive me. But uh, when my boy Corey is in town, I need to kind of drop everything and hang out with him while he's here before he goes back. So, yes, everything should be on schedule here uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. What day is this? Yeah, of course. It won't be Christmas yet. I'll be good. So, yeah, a couple weeks, I'll be back with uh, with the next episode. I'm already starting to compile my list of... uh, of bands that I want to play for the next episode, so I should be ready to go. So yes, let's go ahead and introduce this one here. Out of the UK, up in Yorkshire, been going since 1990, it is My Dying Bride, and they are one of my all-time favorite bands. And I've played them before, I've played them a couple of times at least, but uh, I've just felt like it's been a while. And I was listening to this album again recently, And I still love it. I think it might still be my favorite uh, of theirs. The album is Songs of Darkness, Words of Light. came out in March of 2004 through Peaceville. It was their eighth album. I think they're up to 14 now. And I bought that album. Uh, I had heard some little, like, 30-second samples, because that's kind of all we had back then. You'd hop on towerrecords.com or something like that and just listen to 30-second samples of these albums. And if they wowed you enough in that t- short time period, then uh, then you'd go buy the album. So yeah, I, I bought it from the Virgin Megastore at the Grapevine Mills Mall here in Texas. And um, I loved it. It's just so dark and depressing. And of course, it's My Dying Bride. All their stuff kind of is. But some albums take a more aggressive tone. And this is definitely a much more kind of bleak um, and melodic tone. But uh, I think it's just... A really good blend of songs. There's still plenty of growls and extreme vocals and things like that, but it's mostly just very somber, uh, a lot of clean vocals, and just a, a different mood than some of the albums that came before and after it. Um, but yeah, I love this record. It's a long album. It's a it's a journey to get from start to finish with this one, but it has some really good uh, tunes on it. And this one is one of my favorites. Just kind of some weird. Uh, riffing going on, but um, it just turns into a a very quintessential My Dying Bride song as it moves along, so anyways, uh, I'll be back in two weeks, as I said, with the next one, and in the meantime, just take care, 
and enjoy this one. So here we go off of 2004's Songs of Darkness, Words of Light. This is My Dying Bride with The Prize of Beauty. Cheers. Inside of me, it's 
tearing my mind For once, my lord, please help me believe in you She claims the day Thank you.